Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Today's tip is about how to make more time to read. When I ask people what they want to spend more time doing, exercise always comes up first. And don't worry, we're going to talk a lot about that in future episodes. But reading is a close second. Indeed, if you'd asked me a few years ago what I wanted to spend more time doing, I would have said reading books. I would have told you I was busy and I had very limited time to read. Then I tracked my time for a year. A year, incidentally, when I had four children under the age of eight, including an infant, which I thought was a pretty good excuse. My time logs were clear. My problem was not a lack of time to read. I had spent 327 hours reading that first year, which is almost an hour a day. But I couldn't remember many good books I had read. The truth is I had spent the vast majority of those 327 hours reading online news stories and gossip magazines. Why? Well, that's what was easy and available when I had open time. So that is what I read. It makes sense, but it's also kind of sad, as 327 hours is enough time to have read more than 15,000 pages of real stuff. I could have read War and Peace 10 times. Let's just say that did not happen. So I resolved to do better. And over the next two years, I didn't spend much more time reading, but the quality of my reading material massively improved. I actually did read War and Peace. I read Moby Dick. I read Middlemarch, Infinite Jest, Kristen Laverne's Daughter, 1Q84, Ulysses, a number of other amazing books on my reading bucket list. I did not magically find more time. Laura, who had no time to read, and Laura, who read War and Peace, were the exact same person living in the exact same universe. It was just about being more strategic with the time I had. So if you'd like to be a better reader, you might try to do what I did. First, make sure you have really good books to read readily available. Now, you might think this sounds backwards. I can just hear people yelling at this podcast, Laura, there are all these wonderful books that I have no time to read. This is not my problem. But let me ask you this. If you were to turn off this podcast, could you be engaged with a book you really wanted to read in the next 30 seconds? Because I know you could be on Instagram in the next 30 seconds. If you don't have that same ability to dive into a book, then this is going to limit your ability to seize time to read. So make a list of the books you'd really like to read, not what you think you should read. You're not in high school English class anymore. You don't have to read what you don't want to read, even if that cuts out some good books. I'll put this out here. I don't like false accusation stories, and I don't like the sort of awkwardness that's endemic to romantic comedies. Also, I feel like there's enough violence and cruelty in the real world that I just can't stomach too much of it in my fiction even though I know this puts some really good books off my list. I do me, you do you. So figure out what you'd like to read. Build in, you know, 20 minutes a week or so to find book recommendations. I like to check out the Modern Mrs. Darcy blog and her podcast, What Should I Read Next? I look at the Wall Street Journal's review section and O Magazine for ideas. I welcome your suggestions too. Then get your hands on the first handful. Physical books are great, but here was the real breakthrough for me. I put the Kindle app on my phone. This is Amazon's e-reader app. And guess what? I always have my phone with me. 
Since you're listening to a podcast, I'm guessing this is the case for you too. Putting the Kindle app on my phone meant that I could immediately buy any ebook I saw recommended, and I could turn my headline and social media scrolling time into reading time. People turn out to have a lot of this time. You probably pick up your phone at least 50 times a day. If you want to check the exact number, just look at the screen time function if you have an iPhone. So you pick up your phone, you delete junk email, and then what? You probably look at social media or at headlines. But if you spend six of those five-minute spurts reading, that's half an hour a day of reading right there. And then the funniest thing happens. When you're really into a book, you start magically finding more time to read. Instead of spending 10 minutes puttering around with the mail pile looking at catalogs, you read. Instead of channel surfing, you read. You are the exact same person, but time starts to open up. Of course, there are ways to build more reading time into your life structurally, too. If you've got a long commute, definitely put audiobooks into the mix. Maybe you listen to this podcast for a bit and then listen to a chapter in a book. You know, if you've got a 45-minute commute, you're going to spend seven and a half hours in the car this week. You're going to spend 45 hours in the car over the next six weeks anyway. So you might as well listen to Doris Kearns Goodwin's Team of Rivals, which clocks in at just under 42 hours. Reading is also a great way to wind down at night. I try to get ready for bed at least 20 to 30 minutes before lights out time a few days per week. Then I can use that time to read. Finally, one of the most motivating things I did was to start keeping track of what books I'd read. There are fancy book journals out there, but you don't really need anything like that. Just a notebook or a file on your computer or your phone is going to do just fine. You can also start sharing your lists of books read with friends. Not only will people see what you like and start recommending titles, it's a great way to hold yourself accountable. Because while I really did enjoy reading War and Peace, I also get a kick out of telling people I read War and Peace. I'm guessing you will too. This is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.